Hi, I'm Brianna Guntz, and this is Music Wave. With me today, I have your favorite and only repeat guest, Connor McLaren. How have you been? It's been about five months since we last talked. What have you been up to? Man, five months ago. I've been good. My situation has changed quite a bit. We've played basically every weekend for the last like three to four months, I think, which is really, really cool. Got more singles coming out, of course, and the album's starting to get released, and the type of gigs I'm playing has changed. I know you've been playing a ton of shows. What has that been like to play for an audience instead of a studio, like the last time we talked? It's been really fun kind of just learning how to perform. I mean, we've been playing shows all the time. It's a lot easier to perform for a crowd than it is in the studio. So it honestly, it's been easier. The thing that's difficult is getting to the shows and like organizing them and making sure I've got a band ready for the shows. That stuff is the stuff that I worry about. It's not about the actual performance. That tends to almost always go pretty well. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm glad that I had the belief that it could go up because it's proving to be that way, that, you know, it's not just me playing it in basements anymore. We've moved up to the next level. <laughs> and then some of the shows that you've been playing have been openers. What's that like to play for an audience that isn't necessarily there to see you? It's kind of a fun game for me, at least, because like when I walk up, I know that none of them care about me. So the worst I can do is leave it the way it started. So I just try to get one person in the audience or two people in the audience to care about what's going on. And if that happens, I've made a difference and you know I had a good show. It's definitely interesting navigating the different crowds because when I play in Bloomington, I know the audience. It is my audience. They understand me very well. But when I go open for somebody at the City Winery in Chicago, I can't cuss, for instance. And I didn't know that until I was on stage and I cussed and everyone went, <gasps> that stuff happens though. I mean, now I won't do that again and it's not a huge deal. The headliner thought it was hilarious. It's definitely more challenging. See, that's the part, like it's not about playing the songs. It's about making sure that I'm professional and the headliner has a good time. There's all these other things that don't involve the performance. The birds are here, I listen. But today they have no song. Do you have a favorite show that you've played recently? I've been trying to think of what my favorite show this year was. And there was a show at the Atrium. It's in Bloomington. It's a place called Kilroy Sports, but there's like a sub room called the Atrium where they have live music. And we opened a show there for 500, 600 people. I felt like we killed it. Everyone really loved the show. And we're playing there again in a couple months or like a month as the headliner. So I think they really enjoyed us, but it was really, really cool to play in front of an audience that big. They thought the music was really cool. And it was like just a, another moment of, man, this could really become something. We had like half that crowd or more singing all the words to songs. That doesn't always happen. I've seen bands not be able to do that. So it was cool to have that opportunity to sing songs with others. And I don't know, like the song that I'm releasing that we're promoting that we're going to talk about today. I played it for like the third or fourth time at that show. And by the end of the song, people were singing the chorus because it was apparently that catchy, which is just really, really cool. And you have like a crowd of 600 people going, whoa, oh. That is a special moment to have. I understand why people like that so much. I wish I could go back, relive it over and over and over again. Get away. Get away. 
So this is the third time that we've been able to sit down and talk, and the first time there was no music under Connie McLaren on any platform anywhere because you were working on the album. And you were really committed to making music a career. Since we talked, you dropped out of college to pursue music. Do you feel like that career is becoming more achievable? I feel like a year ago, there was a lot of unknowns and it made it feel as if having a career in music was very much out of reach. But now at the point I'm in, it definitely feels very much out of reach, but I feel like I know how a lot more stuff works than I did before. I'm only 21. I feel like when I'm 28, I'll have a lot of this figured out and be pretty good at it. I think I'm gonna be able to make this a career. Your newest single, Candy Rain, is coming out early February. What is the story behind that song? What inspired it? Well, it comes out February 3rd. I'm a really big fan of Bob Dylan's trilogy of records, of his Going Electric records in the mid-60s. But there's a record called Highway 61, Revisited especially, that I really, really love. Bob used to call that trilogy of music Thin Wild Mercury. But I always felt like it sounded more like Candy Rain. And I don't know why, but that just made more sense in my head than Thin Wild Mercury. And I was like, that's a really cool saying, Candy Rain, just having that as like a thing. I sat on it for six months. Eventually, I'm just going to use this phrase and it's going to be awesome. And then I was walking by my brother's room and we hadn't been really talking for a month or two. I think we've been fighting and he's playing this guitar part and it was the verse of Candy Rain. I like stood there for a second and I opened the door and I was like, did you write that? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 who came up with that? He's like, I did. I was like, all right, we have to write right now. And he was like, no. And I was like, no, Alec, we have to write like right now. I've got a whole song in my head just off that thing. And he was very hesitant to. And I was like, just play the guitar part. And he was trying to write the song. He wanted to hold it for himself. He recognized that I thought the part was cool. I let him sit there for 15 or 20 minutes and I was just holding on to every part of the guitar part I could hear. And I'm writing in this book and I've got the whole song written. And I'm like, all right, just play the guitar part. Stop talking. And he played it. And basically what I sang is what you hear on the record, minus or plus a couple things. It was originally about a pill head. So it says so many thrills, but it used to say so many pills. And it used to say, and I think my brain is screaming for another drink to swallow the fixing because I was writing about a pill head. There was a guy that lived in the town that I grew up in that just completely destroyed his life and overdosed on fentanyl. I and mean, he passed away like six months after he graduated. And I didn't know him at all, but it was just insane that this 18 year old kid died. And I just thought I should write a song about a pill head. So then I did. By the time I finished it, it just kind of made more sense to be about escaping reality. This is the fifth single that you've released since the album. What makes this track stick out compared to some of the other previous releases? This song is like the Oasis song on the record, in my opinion. It's the most kind of anthem rock, stadium rock track. It has a heavy psychedelicness to it. I think it's the song with the most personality on the record. It's the song that's the most Connor McLaren. So why is Candy Rain coming out now? Why not first or second? What's the reasoning behind it? I'm more of an organic musician, so we wanted to get the numbers going a bit with other songs and have a bit of a buzz going on. 
Basically, we wanted people to be begging us to release Candy Rain. I think is a great problem to have. We were originally planning to release it a lot sooner, but once I was getting the feedback at shows of people saying, that song Candy Rain is just different. When are you releasing that? I couldn't find it online. Like I said, seeing the words it shows and requesting it. We were like, okay, we need to push this back more closer to the album release and give it more time, more buzz. Just to amplify it as much as we can when that song releases, get as many people to send it to their friends as possible. I guess that was the reason, although I'm seeing now that the timing of stuff doesn't matter at all because Cliché last week and the week before was getting rotated on WTTS, like being played on the radio, and I've never had that happen before. Is this the last single released before the album? We're gonna release one or two more singles. I think probably just one though. It'll be released the week before or the week of when the album is released as like its own single. It was the song that made Ben want to record me. It was the song that kind of started all this stuff. It's the one that we see doing the best out of all of them. And then Innocence, I think we're looking at late April or early May for the album. I get a spring tour lined up and then we're hoping to do opening slot on a whole summer tour where I follow somebody around for a whole summer. This tour that you're going to be doing, are you focusing on the Midwest? Where are you looking at going? Mostly just the Midwest. I'm trying to get to North Carolina. I went to school there for a semester, and there's a festival that they have there every year. It's a college-run thing, and I don't want to play at that, but most of it's like Nashville, and I'm playing in Chicago. I'm playing in Michigan. I mean, Ohio, hitting all the big cities, Ohio and Michigan, and we're planning to go to Pittsburgh. We'll see which one's confirmed. I've got like four or five confirmed around the Midwest. If we stay in the Midwest, we can make a lot of money, not pay to play, as some people say. Where can we follow you and listen to your music? You can look me up on Spotify or iTunes, Connor McLaren, C-O-N-N-O-R, and the McLaren like the car, but I am not related. My Instagram is it's Connor McLaren, I-T-S, and then same thing, Connor McLaren. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Music Wave. For more episodes, you can listen to Music Wave on all streaming platforms. To stay up to date with what we're working on, check out our social media at Music Wave Pod. That's M-U-S-I-C-W-A-V-E-P-O-D. Show your support for Music Wave by becoming a monthly contributor at anchor.fm slash B-R-I-A-N-N-A 824 slash support. Or reach out to us at themusicsurfers at gmail.com to share your comments, feedback, and more. I have been your host, Brianna Guntz. Signing off.